Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. First and 10 from the 25. Gives it to Sanders. Fumble the ball! It's rolling loose. Still rolling loose. Oh, horrible things are happening on the ground there. Nasty, mean things are happening one human to another. At the bottom of that pile. And the Cowboys have recovered a fumble. That was the voice of America's team, Brad Sham, kind enough to join us on a Tolo Tuesday. Jerry Jones live at 8.30 this morning here on Sean and Bobby. It's DFW Sports Station 105.3. The By the way, all these people uh, as football, we got we, we to gotta pick and choose. You want to be entertained by football or you want your team to advance? David Hellman yesterday, just give me the rematch. Just give me, give me, no, give me Philly eliminated round one or whenever they play after their bye. And then let's go ahead and get the Cowboys with an easier path to Arizona. Yes, that was an amazing game. It was incredible, but you gotta be a Cowboy fan first before a sports fan. If you're a Cowboy fan, not just give me the rematch, give me round three in Philadelphia. No, give me the easier, give me the easier path. That's the problem. Hollywood Hellman is not a he. He's he. He just needs the entertainment for. He wants for his the entertainment show. now. That's yeah. what. That's what he's about. So. He's, two, so two years ago, he would have won a Philly eliminated. Uh, I don't know. Probably still. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a, he's a Louisiana boy. Yeah. He, he grew up a Saints fan. Come on. But Brad <laughs> Sham, that was an epic Christmas Eve, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was great entertainment, and and um, I do think it's helpful from a from the partisan point of view that most of us have, whoever you're cheering for, it's helpful to, to remember when there's an epic game that it's a, it's a game and it's an epic game. Yeah. And then if we are looking at it from a partisan lens, and certainly when Babe and Christy and I are working, we are, then, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I, I want to see uh, Detroit or whoever it is come and beat uh, – Philadelphia. I'd rather not play them again. I don't want to play San Francisco either. So uh, that doesn't mean that the Cowboys are afraid of them. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see the Cowboys have the easiest path to advance. But I mean, it's both things can be true because you can be a Cowboy fan. That's why I don't understand all of the uh, uh, haters who apparently were on Twitter and and uh, calling the post game show and you know the defense is horrible. 
the defense is not perfect, okay? Have you watched the Eagles at all this year? They're pretty good. Yeah. And and they beat them, and they did what they had to do, and it was just a great game. Can't we just appreciate that and go on to the next one? Well, the haters were apparently listening to Jerry with us last week, and some of the national people lost their minds when Jerry said that Dak was outstanding against Jacksonville, and we agreed with Jerry. If he was outstanding against Jacksonville, what was he against the Eagles? Exceptional. Yeah. I mean, he made a mistake. That's all. One mistake. There. Th- th- this is what bothers me. Uh, <laughs> Babe tells a story, Sean, about uh, many years after Aikman had retired, things getting under his craw, and that he called Babe one day, and he was complaining about things in the universe, and he said, you know what really bothers me? That I let this crap bother me. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's kind of how I feel about People don't understand what it takes to play quarterback for a snap. The level at which Prescott is playing right now is good enough to win anything. Yeah. That doesn't mean they will. doesn't mean he's better than Brady or any of that. It means the level, if you objectively understand what he is trying to do, play to play and series to series, then it's impossible not to say that the level at which he's playing right now is good enough to win everything. And so that was... And part of that is coming back from your mistakes. Yeah. And he does that. Now, we don't like to see him make fewer of those mistakes, and he's at the head of the list. But, yeah, he was really, really good. And if he keeps playing at the level at which he's playing, then they have a chance to win all of these games. He gives them a chance to win. Who do you think should feel better leaving Arlington after this game? The Eagles without Hurts? Or the Cowboys in the way that, you know, Dak and the offense perform? Yeah, I don't know that there's an answer to that. I think they both have reason to feel uh, very good for exactly those reasons. The, the, the game didn't really – I thought it was really odd going into it. The game didn't really mean anything. The Cowboys, um, now they've clinched uh, no worse than the fifth seed, and they stay alive for the division – title. The likelihood that the Cowboys were not going to win one more game didn't seem very great to me. The likelihood that the Eagles were going to lose out does not seem very great to me. So the game in itself didn't mean as much as it looked like it meant. But I think psychologically to the Cowboys, uh, and I would think that the Hurts not being there was a factor in that. I think psychologically, they really needed to play well against possibly the best team in the league from the jump and and win the game. And for the Eagles, they played well. They stood in there and went toe-to-toe on the road, went right down to the end, and they didn't have the MVP. And so they can completely tell themselves, we're fine. We're, we're, we lost twice. We're 13-2. and two. We're going to get Hurts back and kill them in Philly. Yeah. They can tell themselves that. So I, th- I don't think there's a should to it. I think they, they're both perfectly legitimate in feeling the way they feel. Brad Sham here on 105.3 The Fan. Here are my two hot takes about the game. The second one is the one I want you really to re- respond to, but feel free for either. One, I felt like the Cowboys got a little more fortunate in this game than Philly with some of the big plays. But my, my, my real positive for the Cowboys – I don't know that Jalen Hurts plays better if they have a rematch than Minshew did. 
Now, he's going to run more, right? They only ran for 87 yards. But you're going to tell me that Jalen Hurts is going to throw for 355? Minshew played well. As I was arguing with RJ last week, I'm like, Gardner Minshew's not a bum. And Brad, I thought he played very well. And I was asking myself, does does Hurts play this well or better if they match up a third time? What's your what's your take on that? Um, so the um, what was the first one? A little more fortunate. The Cowboys, I thought, like yeah, you know, I, I, I'll 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 just push back a little on that only because I thought that um, especially with the with the takeaways, they kind of you know they lead the league in in recovered fumbles, and most of those are forced. Yeah, and that when you get to be to have as many as they do. I don't think it's an accident. I think that was uh, some of Dallas's own luck that it made. <clears throat> but I, I, the only thing that I would differ with you about the the second point is I think that Hertz uh, is so, with everything around him. We saw it a little bit with Justin Fields. Hertz is ha, ha, he's an underrated passer. He is a perfectly fine passer if he stood in the pocket. But the fact that he is so dangerous moving around in and out of the pocket, it affects where defenders go. And it's less about the yards to me than it is about how the defenders react. So you can, you might have fewer passing yards out of Jalen Hurts, but you might cause more indecision on the part of the defensive players, which may lead to really big critical plays. And I I really think he's had an unusual, exceptional year, and I do think he's that dangerous. I don't think it guarantees that the Eagles win a third game, but I do think that they are more dangerous with Hurts than with Minshew. But I won't disagree with you about Minshew playing well and being a good quarterback. Brad, CeeDee Lamb obviously had a, a really great game on Saturday with the 10 catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. It felt a little bit, Sean and I were talking about this earlier, it felt a little bit almost like he could have gotten the ball even more. Like It felt like a game where he could have had 16 catches easily. How how big has he been in that connection with Dak Ben since Dak returned from the thumb injury? Yeah, huge. I mean, he's he has uh, completely... He literally had to shut everybody up because he played as badly as Dak and everybody else did in the first game. Mm -hmm. And it was clear that he thought he'd grown into the number one role, and he hadn't yet, but now he has. And he shut everybody up on that for me, you know, six, eight weeks ago. I don't know how long, uh, if that coincides with Dak coming back. Those numbers, and and you keep writing them, Bobby, and you're right, the numbers of what the offense has done since Prescott's been back in the lineup are irrefutable. And uh, he is a huge part of that. He has completely stepped up. And I will, <clears throat> I'll say this: the different one of the differences. They're different players, but to me, one of the differences between C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper as your number one receiver is one of the biggest reasons I think that they didn't want to throw that money at Cooper. And I'm not saying I agree with the move, mm-hmm. but. Well, I think one of the reasons they didn't want to is in the biggest, crunchiest games and times, will Cooper be there? Will he fight for everything? Will he, will he get hurt? Will he just not feel it today? They, I, I don't know if that's a, a fair characterization of him or not, but I do think it's one they kind of had. And I don't think anybody feels that about CeeDee Lamb. 
once the game starts, put him on the field. He's there. Every play, every route, he may still have to learn some nuances. No one would say he's the route runner that Amari Cooper is. But there's no question. I think you'll see it reflected when it comes extension time here when the season ends for him. Uh, No one questions where is C.D. Lamb when the fighting is the heaviest and we need him to step up. Mm. He will be exactly right there. And, and you're right, he could have. And I would add this, not just as it pertains to Lamb, but I think it also applies to what they could have done in the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next two weeks, just don't everybody overreact at what you see. They are uh, trying recipes for the next two. They want to win. They're going to try to win both games. They're trying recipes. Mm. Secondary combinations, route tree combinations, what will work in the playoffs? They've, they've virtually said it right out loud. If you ask them that question right now, they would say, no, we're going to try to win the game. But they virtually told us we are trying things to make sure that we are primed when the first playoff game comes. So I think that how, money, how much they could have done with Lamb on Saturday is a little bit of a reflection of that. We don't have to do that. Like T.Y. Hilton. Everybody wants to see T.Y. Hilton catch 10 balls the next two games. I don't know if T.Y. Hilton will catch two, but they know where he is now. They know what they can get from him. Everything they do in the next two weeks is about three weeks from now. Brad Sham here on The Fan. Have you gotten a chance to chat with T.Y. at all or any other opening impressions? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I think it's – He's an interesting guy. He certainly can still play. We are, we may be, we may be entering a new era of professional football where a guy is a, a veteran guy who just really doesn't kind of want to yet, and now he does. I do know this, Sean. I know for a fact they were talking to him in training camp, and um, at at the time uh, when nothing seemed to be going right before they came home. He w- there were a few guys that they were talking to, veteran guys, and all of them, including him at that point back in um, early August, they were all these candidates for receiver were still rehabbing injuries or surgeries. And they also didn't necessarily want to go to training camp. They didn't want to play the whole season. So now you have uh, Jason Peters and – even though he's not a receiver, and T.Y. Hilton as examples of, um, you know, let me just stay ready. I I don't belong to anybody, and then uh, I'll belong to the highest bidder when when we start to get close to the playoffs. Maybe that's a trend. We'll see. Brad, where would the Cowboys be at this point of the season if they didn't have Deron Bland playing the way that he is? They'd be in trouble. (laughs) They'd be in trouble. You know what's amazing to me, Bobby, is that uh, I – Put him in the slot, as you know, right away. Mm-hmm. And what attention did I pay to Fresno State <laughs> or Sacramento State the year before that where he was? And so I just thought that he would, they saw him as a slot because he was a slot guy. And, and I didn't realize until I was talking to him a few weeks ago, he never played the slot till he got here. Mm-hmm. He, he's been an outside corner his whole life. So when they said, okay, uh, Joseph's not getting it done, Brown's gone, um, you're, we're going to try you back outside. That was sending him home. 
The real story is how well he played when Jordan Lewis got hurt, because that was his unnatural position. And so now he's getting some confidence. He's feeling like he's back where he belongs. And uh, until we see otherwise, I think that they have figured out who their number two corner is going forward, not just for this year. And so now now we'll say, and by the way, now throw Nashawn Wright in there, who is starting to show a little bit of uh, of what they thought they were drafting. That was clearly the best game of his career uh, playing on Saturday. And so now if they want to go to a nickel, and I would expect to see some of this the next two weeks. They go to a nickel, they'll slide Bland back inside and put Wright out on the outside, and let's see how that looks. But uh, what Bland has done has been an absolute revelation. I asked him last week, if, if I told you in Oxnard that at Christmas you were going to lead this team in interceptions, what would you have said? He just laughed. He said, <laughs> yeah, that, that, I wouldn't have seen that one coming. Is, is the best thing, I know you started off talking about Cowboys defense a little bit, is the best thing you can say about them right now is that they're opportunistic with the turnovers? Is that the best thing you can say? Coming out of Saturday, I mean, I, I still think that uh, the, the who they are <clears throat> really is somewhere in between uh, what they were earlier in the year and what they, you know, have appeared to be the last couple of weeks. But when they, I think they'll they'll get Hankins back when they uh, go to the playoffs. That will help the interior. I think there's reason to uh, be hopeful, if not expect, that they'll have Vander Esch back, and that will absolutely help. And uh, now they know some things that they have to address going forward in the future. But um, yeah. Uh, teams are going to try to run on them, and uh, the and if you get in the playoffs, if you're playing, um, even Tampa. I mean, if you saw any of the game they played, there have been so many games the last couple of days. I think it was Sunday night. I mean, they're going to try to run Fournette and the and the kid from Arizona, and that you know let Brady you know check it down until they need him to be Tom Brady, which we did not see in September. We didn't see that because they were Cowboys were so inept in that game that Tom Brady never had to be Tom Brady and win the game. And now it's a different Dallas team in a good way. And it's a different Tampa team in not such a good way, but still a pretty good team. And I'm giving it to them. They may not be Carolina, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the best thing you can say is that they, they don't quit. Uh, they, I, do, I think they have great player leadership from within, particularly Kirsten Lawrence. Um, I think that, uh, and the fact that they, uh, are are opportunistic about going and getting the ball. This statistic that I saw the other day, that uh, maybe they put it out, um, the fact that no, they lead the league in takeaways again, and no team has led the league in takeaways two years in a row in 50 years. Steelers. The early 70s Steelers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, I don't think that's an accident now. I think that's worth paying attention to. If there's if you're only going to be able to say one good thing about them, that's not a bad thing to say. What are your thoughts on the sun? <laughs> it, to quote my good friend Jason Garrett, <laughs> the sun has been rising in the east and setting in the west the same place for billions of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I thought it was really funny. And completely accurate for McCarthy to respond to Michael Gelkin of the Morning News' question about it yesterday. Did you hear what he said? No. 
he's at, at his press conference and Gelkin said, well, you know, what about the sun? And, and, uh, and so McCarthy laughed and said, yeah, that, that's, that's all on Kellen for running a route into that corner. And he said, uh, what the hell do you want me to say to that question? Merry Christmas to you too, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and seriously, what's he supposed to say? That's the, that is the baby of, of uh, the Jones family. It's not just Jerry. The design of the thing, uh, people very dear and close to Jerry uh, were in charge of that. And they are reluctant, and that's being kind, to alter in any way the aesthetic look. Now, will someday something happen and Jerry will will say, I'm sorry, we're putting up curtains. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, they have curtains, though. Like, I've seen curtains at other events that they use them for. It's just they don't want to draw them for the game. Well, don't you talk to Jerry all the time? Well, he'll come on in one hour. We'll ask him. We'll <laughs> there you go. Him, How about the curtains, Jerry? How about the curtains? Yes, exactly. Any player shows coming up? Uh, well, not uh, not this week. Short week. It's it's uh, Thursday. But uh, uh, we will be back at uh, CityWorks next Monday night. And I think I know who the guest is, but I haven't seen confirmation, so we'll hold off on saying that. Happy holidays, brother. Thanks for joining us this morning. Love you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.